Hello, and welcome to the Southeast Students Podcast. Here you can find all of the teachings from our special series in middle school group and high school group. Our goal as a ministry is to guide young people into a personal relationship with Jesus and train them to become like Him. We pray that these teachings help you to do just that. You're listening to our study through the book of Acts. Grab your Bibles and let's jump in. Alright guys, who can tell me where we're reading from today? That's a good start. Acts. Acts 2. Acts 2. Alright, so today we're starting in Acts 2, 42. But before we get to that, who can tell me what we talked about last week? Or two weeks ago, would have been. Well, it's, luckily, it's an open book test. Cody, what do we talk about? Oh, really? You, something in the Bible? That is true. Um, anyone tell me any any details that you remember about Peter's sermon? People weren't drunk, right? <laughs> right. Uh, Dave? Um, was there about tongues? Uh, week before we talked, uh, the week before that we talked about the tongues and then Peter, after that, gets up and talks. But, uh, yeah, so we looked at Peter's sermon and how God used Peter with the Holy Spirit to instead of him being this quick-to-speak, bold idiot he was able to speak with the Spirit boldly for Christ and how the Spirit changed him into the man God was creating him to be, which was the foundation of the early church, right? So, in Acts 42, we get to start reading about the early church. So, let's get someone to read. Who wants to read? We're just going to read verse 42 through the end of the chapter. No, no, it's fine. Everyone has ESV if you're using one of the church Bibles. You want to read? Yes. All right, so you're reading verse 42 uh, to the end, 47. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together, and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings, and distributing the proceeds, distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God to having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Awesome. So, um, in these verses we get to see the first imagery of what the church looks like. And I, I'm really glad to have gotten this, this part of the teaching because I feel like I always go back to this 
whenever I think of, okay, what, where do I start? What, where, where are the basics, right? Where's the foundation? And how do I practically, like, I, I believe Jesus, right? I believe in Jesus. I believe in the Bible. Now let's put actions to that, right? So I, um, at the top of my notes, I said back to basics, love, grace, and faith. And um, this really just reminded me of how simple uh, the gospel is and yet how powerful it is. Um, all these people had just been saved. I believe it was around 3,000, right? And so 3,000 people, just a huge group of people just got saved. Now what? What do you do? You love Jesus. Cool. What now? <laughs> just sit in circles, sing Kumbaya? I don't know. Um, no. <laughs> you don't party. Um, but so... Here we have in verse 42, um, in my opinion, the three most important things to a healthy relationship with God. Um, obviously, it starts with believing and trusting in Jesus and having faith in him. But to be able to build on that, you start with the Bible. That's number one is the word of God, right? Whether that's teaching your own personal reading time whatever it is that's um, going back to the Bible and directing you towards the Bible. Uh, as it says, they were listening to the teachings of the uh, apostles. Uh, number two is the fellowship part, the breaking of bed, bre breaking of bread, <laughs> breaking of bread and of bearing each other's burdens. And, um, you know, just fellowship with other believers. You know, person was meant to be alone i mean at the very beginning of creation before there was even sin in the world god said it's not good for man to be alone right so even before there was the issue of sin and all these burdens we had to bear it was still not good for man to be alone and finally prayer communication with the father obviously prayer is a very important thing to being believers and I think it's often something we don't put enough weight on. <clears throat> anyway, those are the three things that are, I think, very fundamental to having a healthy relationship with God. Um, so, moving on to verse 3. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe, and many wonders and signs were taking place through the apostles. And all those... Who had believed were together and had all things in common. So we're gonna pull Liam and do a sword drill. Do a sword drill. Put your Bibles on your heads. We're gonna go. I'm gonna give you a verse. First to go to the verse. All right. Philippians 1:27. Who got it? Y'all are using iPhones. And. Dave? Dave? All right, read Philippians 127. 
minus one fourth day of the gospel. Awesome. So in Philippians, Paul is encouraging them to stand together in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. The Holy Spirit, when it is in you as a believer, does a crazy thing. Is It connects all of us on a level that is just not comprehensible to the world. It's supernatural. Um, I don't know if any of you have experienced this, but you just met someone and like you could tell they were Christians and you just got along right away and you could be the most opposite people and you just get along because you have this connection of, okay, we serve the same Jesus and I, I love that feeling. Um, in the missions program I was in, one of my, uh, one of the dudes I was closest with in the program could not have been more opposite than me. He was like this, like six, five, half African American dude. Uh, he played college football for Michigan state and he like used to smoke tons of weed and, and, and think about Jesus with his other friend who'd smoke weed and think about Jesus. And then he like went to church and was like, okay, maybe I shouldn't smoke weed anymore. Anyway. Um, so like completely opposite from me. Right. In, in, I think almost every way. Um, but we really just ended up getting along and is this crazy thing where the, Jesus really does bring people together like that in this one-mindedness, being able to strive towards the same thing, the same goal, and do that together. It's just, I think it's an awesome thing. It's this supernatural connection that we have to the Holy Spirit. And as we center our lives on Jesus, and as we revolve our lives around Jesus, you join other believers in that process of just circling closer and closer towards Jesus. So verse 45. And they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all as any anyone might have need. Day by day continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking of bread from the house from house to house they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart. Um, in the NASB, it says sincerity of heart. And I really like this because it's not this idea of like, oh, we're just sharing this stuff because, you know, Peter told us to. Peter told us, you know, we need to sell all other stuff and share it. Um, no, it was the Holy Spirit really pushing them to care for people. Like Jesus wanted us to care for people. And I think it's important to distinguish that this wasn't a selfish thing. This wasn't out of, like, necessity. This wasn't because Peter said they couldn't get into heaven because they didn't share. But it was because the Holy Spirit allowed them to reflect the image of Jesus properly in love and grace and faith. And putting that faith in Jesus to works that would glorify the Father. I um, 
think it's important. This section is is so simple. Is what I keep going back to. Is this this is where it starts? Is this simple love and simple grace and faith? And that's where it starts because Jesus and or God loved us so much that He sent Jesus to have enough grace to die for us while we were still sinners. And now we're able to have the faith to follow him. In a service two weeks ago, I believe, yeah, Doug taught in 1 Corinthians. And 1 Corinthians is a book basically starting out with rebuke. It's a pretty strongly worded book to the church of Corinth because they were failing at being a church. They were allowing sin in their church, even encouraging it in some ways. And the book is really just him trying to set them straight, saying, guys, this is wrong, right? But I think what's important is that he started back at the basics. He started at the beginning of who they were. He calls them saints. These were the people sleeping around in the church, and he said he refers to them as saints and reminds them of what they are now seen as in Christ, or by God through Christ and what Christ has done for them on the cross and how they are perfect in God's eyes because Jesus covered their sin. He reminds them of who they are in Christ goes back to the beginning and says, this is the love, this is the grace, and this is the faith you ought to have. Then proceeds to point them towards the truth of Jesus and towards the truth of their sin. And he doesn't just end the book with, re- with rebuking him, with rebuking them. He goes into exhortation. He goes into further instruction. And it's not, it doesn't sit on this place of fix yourselves. It doesn't sit on this place of, you guys suck, get your act together. It starts with Jesus, points them towards truth, and then pushes them farther towards Jesus. And I think that's a beautiful thing because so often I see something wrong in my life and I go, oh, I need to fix this, right? So I might say, all right, well, what's a, let's see, maybe I need to go watch a self-help video. Or maybe I just need to get up earlier or you know, I can, I can fix this. I can fix this. Or maybe it's even like, oh, I'll listen to more sermons, right? That's not a bad thing. But maybe I'm forgetting to go back to the beginning. Because if my foundation isn't on Jesus Christ crucified and risen from the dead to save my sins and the fact that I can't do it by myself, I'm not going to give very far. Has anyone tried to fix something they had no clue how to fix and had no instructions yeah how well did that go it probably did it work maybe maybe it might have worked maybe how long did it work for i don't know it's very difficult to do anything physically good and the bible says it's impossible to do anything actually good by ourselves and so i th- this going back to the basics of it's Jesus as cliche as it sounds Jesus loves you 
and he died for you. And the reason it sounds so cliche is we say it so often, but it's because it's true. And as I've grown older, I've, I've grown up in the church. I literally was homeschooled and had Bible classes where I had tests and I memorized entire chapters of the Bible. And as I've gotten older, I realize I'm just as broken and messed up as the world. And it wasn't memorizing all 12 tribes of Judah that made me a better Christian. It was remembering my foundation in Jesus Christ. And so as I've gotten older, I've clung harder to this truth that it's literally only Jesus. But I also know that it doesn't stop there. And it shouldn't stop there. Paul talks later on in 1 Corinthians about how he's talking to this church of still new believers and saying, I'm giving you milk because you can't handle steak yet. Because you're still just, you're not there yet. But you can't just live off milk forever. That'd be weird. Okay, if I'm, if my diet wholly consists of milk, there's something wrong. Okay, I'm 23, okay, 22, not 23, 22, I should not be living off of pure milk. Although my bones would be very strong, I'd be very malnourished. <laughs> Jesus loves you, yes. He has given you grace, yes. Now here's the faith. Put it into action, right? Jesus didn't call us and say, all right, I, I save you. You're going to go to heaven, right? Now you can go be a horrible person on earth. You can go, go do whatever the heck you want and uh, have fun. You get your get out of jail free card. That's not what it's like. A simple, sincere faith starts with Jesus' love. And continues with us being his witnesses. We're called to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And this church here, at the very beginning, did it very well. They had the Holy Spirit. They were on fire, almost literally with tongues of fire, whatever that <laughs> symbolizes meant. Whatever that actually meant. They were being the hands and feet of Jesus for each other. And, and they had favor. Verse 47. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. The Holy Spirit was moving in such a powerful way that not only were these people now saved and, and helping each other, which, I mean, that's a miracle in and of itself to get a large group of people to get along. Like, I don't know how long you've been stuck in a group of large people for extended periods of time before you started, like, you know, fighting. I know I've been in those situations many times. It's, it's difficult to get along with people. And so being able to get along with people, help people, and show Jesus' love so much that other people see it that you have favor with people that don't even believe Jesus, maybe. And that the Lord, and really the Lord, God, is adding to the numbers of believers because they see your faith and they see your love in action. They see the fact that, oh, these people, they're different. They, they're not 
fighting. They're they're taking care of each other. They're really being the hands and feet of Jesus. So going back to the basics, having that foundation of okay, what's what's at the center? What am I revolving around? What is my cornerstone? That's Jesus. It's only Jesus. But it doesn't stop there. He wants to build a whole house. He wants to make you into his creation. It's this process of, okay, he saved you. You're going to one day be perfect in heaven. But right now is your sanctification. Are you going to keep just staring at the cornerstone, saying, oh yeah, Jesus loves me, and go sin on Monday? I don't know why specifically Monday. I was thinking Sunday, Monday. (laughs) Anyway, Jesus loves me, and then go do whatever the heck you want. Or are you going to say, all right, Jesus loves me, what now? What, What do I do now? How am I going to put my actions, how am I going to put my love and my faith into actions? Because this foundation that you now have on Jesus Christ was meant to be built upon. Only he can do that. And that's a difficult thing. Okay, I, I have always talked about the, the painfulness of the slowness of my sanctification. And how difficult it is to stare at your life and be like, dang, I feel like I've gotten nowhere. I feel like these last two years I've even maybe gotten worse. I don't know. But I do know that at the foundation is Jesus and that he's the one who's going to work through me. It's not me. It's not me trying to put together whatever the heck I can build, building sandcastles on this thing. It's Jesus. He's the one. His Holy Spirit's in us, molding us more and more into the image of God. And we're called to be his hands and feet there. We're called to be his hands and feet Wherever we are, I know a lot of you guys are just in school. Like, that's great. Do that to the best of your ability. Trust me, I hated school. Okay? So maybe I needed to hear this more when I was in high school. But, like, really, whatever you do, do to the glory of God. And that goes for literally any situation we're in. Because even when we don't know what's happening in life, we don't know our next step. Trust me, when you get out of high school, you're going to be... You're going to be spinning, maybe. You'll be like, what do I do? Do I go to college? Do I get a blue-collar job? Do I, do, I, do I go get a trade job? Do I, what do I do? Do I leave the country? Do I go on a mission trip? Do I go see 10th Hour? What do I do? When you don't know, go back to the basics. Where does it start? Because sometimes I don't know what's happening in life. Okay, That's, that's going to happen a lot when you leave high school. You're going to be like, what am I doing? You're going to be at a job for three years you hate, and you're going to be like, what am I doing with my life? Go back to the basics. Jesus loves you. Cool. He died for you. That's sick. He rose again. That's even better. Okay? Now I get to go to heaven. What now? Okay, well, I, got, I, I, need, to, I need to live for him. Okay, what does that look like? And the Bible contains everything we need to live. Uh, sorry, how, do, how does that verse go? The Bible can, uh, everything pertaining to life and godliness. There we go can't think of that verse now that doesn't mean necessarily there's going to be a a word for word what you need to what college you need to go to but it means that jesus has put the holy spirit in you and these the bible 
has the words of God. And they can help direct you. And that's not to say that you're not going to mess up. That's not to say you're going to pick something you thought was the right answer and then it, the, all the doors shut. But going back to the basics, okay, Jesus loves me. Faith and love and grace in me are going to push me towards serving Jesus. And it all starts with Jesus. As cliche as that is, the answer is Jesus. And I, I say that so often. And I just, I need that reminder of like, okay, I wake up today. And I just, I need to remember that it's about Jesus. And so often, I don't live like that. So often, we're just sitting there. Maybe it's 10 p.m. We're scrolling on our phones. And we're like, oh, I didn't even read my Bible today. Oh, well, and go to bed. Or scroll for another three hours. More likely. But Jesus is the answer. As cliche as that sounds. So if you don't take away anything else... Take away that Jesus is the answer. <laughs> write that down. Write that on write that on your your fingers, girls. <laughs> right. Jesus is the answer. Write that down. Tattooed. Get that tattooed. <laughs> so yeah. The simple, sincere faith starts with Jesus' love and continues with us being his witnesses. Hey there. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Southeast Students Podcast. If you'd like to know more about our church, you can find out more online by visiting our website at ccsceportland.com. Hope you have a blessed week, and we'll see you later. Peace.